everybody. This is the Sons of Saturday here on the BPN Network, Big Pod Nation, previewing the BBN, Big Blue Nation, and we have BRNPF, Billy Ray and Patrick Finn. We are back to talk about some football. I'm fired up about that. Um, first and foremost, the holidays are here. Me and Pat slinging some cloud calm because that's just what we have to do. Um, you know, the good Lord has blessed us with the ability to sling software. We do so very efficiently. Um, so let's get into it here. We're going to talk about Kentucky and talk about a little bit of wrestling and talk about a little Mike Young stuff. But first, Pat, we're home. We're back in the Garden State, back where it all began. Humble beginnings. Tell, tell me about your trip home and how it's been going. Came back to the state of gardening on Saturday morning. Had a rough go at it with the traffic. Knew that uh, it was kind of a double-edged sword coming up Friday night after work or coming Saturday morning. 95 traffic is a bear. It is a wildcat. It's a tiger. It was not It was not pleasant. And uh, we, we got home. The house is beautifully decorated. Shout out to my mother. She, she does a great job. She hosted a little neighborhood Christmas party on Saturday night. Got to see all the, uh, all the neighbors who had grown up beside over the past 20 years in Basking Ridge, New Jersey. And then we watched Home Alone and we went to Sushi Palace mm. in Somerville, New Jersey. Home of quite an exquisite menu of all-you-can-eat sushi. And Somerville has – it packs a punch. A lot of good restaurants in Somerville. People are sleeping on Somerville. Bill, it's Christmas time. How is your Christmas time going kicked off wonderfully um delta airlines got to uh finally become a silver uh a silver medallion member i've been working very hard for this moment um and to finally achieve it has been um just just a blessing from above um so i I, i'm boarding my plane here you know the phone goes beep beep uh you've been upgraded um you're now in seat eight or uh, row four. So I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, I must be in, you know, like uh, Delta Comfort Plus or whatever. So I'm like, great. Like, you know, I'll just head to my seat, assuming that, you know, first class, they're in different lettering. So I get back to row eight, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually in first class. That's awesome. But then I turn around, and there are, you know, hundreds of families that are not in first class. And I had to go back upstream saying, excuse me, I need to get to my first class seat looking like a complete idiot. Um, but that was all reconciled when I got to my seat and I had about a hundred yards worth of legroom, which was absolutely just amazing. Uh, and then ended up back in the garden state. Pat will be doing the unlimited sushi thing soon. Um, I love engaging in the unlimited sushi. The Mitchell family heads in and just houses rolls of the, uh, uncooked fish assortment. And, uh, there's nothing quite like it. Uh, looking forward to that, seeing Justin Robinson play against the Knicks tonight. Unfortunately, Isaiah Thomas was suspended for getting into an altercation with the fans in the uh, in the stands, which was interesting to say the least. Frosty. But, we stand for Frosties. Dude, and you know what? At the end of the day, it just, it's another testament to just how unlikable people from Philadelphia are. Now, we have if we have some listeners from Philadelphia, I'm sure you don't fall under that superlative, but people from Philadelphia, not very nice, typically. Um, regardless, Patrick, can you read us the Hokey Haiku, please? 
this haiku is submitted from one of our sisters of Saturday, Miss Riley Wyant. Thank you for the, the loan submission this week. Another one. Ten more days of gloom. I guess it's only uh, eight now. <laughs> Let me start that over. Eight more days of gloom. We have missed footballery. Get us to Charlotte. Simplistic yet efficient. Thank you, Riley. Poignant. To the point. Very nice. Yes. Riley definitely has won the, uh, not just volume, but quality, has done a great job with the haikus. So um, possibly a future in illustration. I think that's correct. Or whatever writing is. Possibly a future in writing. Um, Poetry. Poetry. That's the word. Um, Sorry, words are hard. Kentucky football. The University of Kentucky. They wear blue. They have cool chrome helmets. They're really good at basketball. Let's step aside from that and talk about some of the notable alumni to have walked across the stage at wherever they walk across the stage in Lexington at. My two favorites watching, we had broken halos, folded wings, they used to fly. Little Chris Stapleton action. Oh my god! And then we have Pat freaking Riley, the guy who orchestrated the Big Three in Miami, the GM of the Miami Heat. Two great alumni there, and then obviously you have the Rondos, you have the Davises, you know, the basketball guys. They're unbelievable, too. But, Pat, who stuck out to you on the uh, on the University of Kentucky graduation card? Yeah, Sean Kemp, six-time All-Star, uh, three-time All-NBA second-team member, and uh, he was an NBA star, a son of Rupp Arena, they might say. Mm. And then, uh, you know, you got to give it to Benny Snell. Benny Snell is a, a, a very... Well-known footballery player from the SEC, uh, you know, most notably last year, a uh, great running back on that 10-win Kentucky Wildcats team. Um, so there's just uh, two that stuck out to me in the athletic ranks. He also uh, we got Andre Woodson. He was the uh, the 2007 quarterback. I'm pretty sure his team beat uh, beat LSU in overtime. LSU ended up going to the Natty, beat Ohio State. And uh, let's see, Randall Cobb, Mitch McConnell, and Joker Phillips. Joker Phillips was actually um, Kentucky's former head coach before Mark Stoops. So there's a little bit of uh, Wildcat history for you. But this isn't really a Wildcat history podcast. What is this, Bill? This is how are we going to beat Kentucky podcast. That's really kind of what it boils down to here and let's uh let's just jump right into the preview pat do you want to talk a little uh a little hokey history i know that's uh your favorite thing here do some research find out you know what has happened in the past so let's uh hop in the time machine and scoot on back and find out what do we know about kentucky in terms of virginia tech relevance yeah so we uh we have a little bit of history against kentucky which i had no clue that we'd actually uh, ever played them but i guess you know neighboring states you know you go back into the time machine and you must have some types of matchups this is back before you know you could just jump on the plane and fly to miami or fly to boston college you know you jump in lane stadium to kroger field is five hours and five minutes so not too far we've played the wildcats 19 times the Hokies are 6 11 and 2 so we've actually tied them twice over the years so the first time we played Kentucky was in 1926. So yeah, believe it or not, this is a 95-year quote-unquote rivalry we got going here. 
95, maybe 93. And uh, we tied them 13 to 13 in Lexington. Played them five years later in 1931, lost 20 to 6. Then we got our first win at Blacksburg. We won 7 nothing, high scoring, Barnburner in 1932. Roll down the line here. A, notable, a couple notable games between the Hokies and Kentucky. Uh, they've been playing at Kroger Field for, uh, for about 47 years now. And our first ever matchup against Kentucky in their new stadium, um, or their, their first ever matchup in Kroger Field, which was actually known as Commonwealth Stadium at the time, was on the 15th of September in 1973. So the Virginia Tech Hokies were the first team to ever play Kentucky uh, in their new stadium. They uh, since have uh, expanded the stadium to 61,000 attendees. And um, that's kind of cool. But also, our last time we've played Kentucky was actually on Halloween of 1987. And that was in Coach Frank Beamer's first year. So essentially, we've, we've went an entire Beamer era without playing the Wildcats aside from that first year, which is kind of crazy. Aside from that, Jerry Claiborne, if, if you like digging in the Virginia Tech archives, Jerry Claiborne coached at Kentucky from 1982 to 1989. And if you really know your hooky history, Jerry Claiborne coached for Coach Frank Beamer mm. at Virginia Tech. Coach Beamer graduated in 1969, so you know the, the four years in the late 60s. Uh, Jerry Claiborne coached uh, at Virginia Tech from 1961 to 1970. So he's actually in the Virginia Tech Hall of Fame. He was a big mentor to Frank, and that's just kind of cool that um, you know that we found this here digging around the uh, the interwebs because I had no idea Jerry Claiborne had that had that connection, and uh, it's pretty cool for the neighboring neighboring state. Bill, any thoughts on uh, on these connections here? Definitely very interesting. Um, like you said, uh, the proximity of Kentucky, it's kind of surprising we haven't played them in a long time, but not surprising that there are so many connections. Um, so, Pat, good job by you on the uh, internet research for sure. To preview the situation at hand now, uh, Virginia Tech comes in winning six of their last eight, and Kentucky comes in winning four of the last five. Both teams are hot. Um, the line is currently Virginia Tech favored by three points and the over-under at 47 and a half. I'm just going to co- go out and say it that I like the over on that, but we shall see. The person of the hour, <clears throat> the person of the game, the guy to key in on is a man by the name of Lynn Bowden, junior quarterback and a junior who is leaving after the year is over. A great quote from him asked about playing in this bowl game. I can't just leave out of here and leave them here with one game without me. The last impression is the best impression. I'm playing. So love that out of Lynn Bowden. Um, going to play the game. It's a commonplace now to see if uh, someone is leaving. They may sit out the bowl game. But that is not what uh, LB is looking to do. So let's talk a little bit about him. He was a four-star quarterback from Warren G. Harding High School in Youngstown, Ohio. Shout out to Christopher Durkin. He is six foot one, 199 pounds. They moved him to the quarterback position after the Arkansas game. Here's where it gets kind of crazy. He's averaging 162 yards on the ground since he moved to quarterback. 1,583 yards from scrimmage, which is eighth in the FBS, and accounting for 33% of the total offense that they have accumulated 
which is a pretty significant number there. Now, how are we going to slow them down here? You look at the offense. What are they doing on offense? They're moving the pocket a lot, running a lot of options, having him read half the field, making it very easy for him. They've done an excellent job designing an offense for him to succeed in and showcase what he's good at. What is he not good at? Throwing the football. He has two passing touchdowns total for the entire year and a 46.8% completion percentage. The losses that they have when he's starting at quarterback versus Tennessee, Georgia, South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Florida. Excuse me, one of those games he was still playing wide receiver. But regardless, he has not scored in any of their losses. They are a one-dimensional football team with an incredibly talented athlete playing quarterback. They do not have a talented quarterback playing quarterback. They have a talented athlete playing quarterback. Pat, with all of that said, what is the storyline? What is the big picture thing here? of this matchup with Lynn Bowden. Yeah, so battle of neighboring states here. The big picture is really going to be, and I know this is a repeated narrative because it has been a Achilles heel of Bud Foster defenses over the past decade and a half or even more. Mobile quarterbacks, containing mobile quarterbacks. I mean, if, if you run down the line of mobile quarterbacks who have sliced and diced our offense, uh, you know, most recently, Bryce Perkins, Deshaun Watson, um, you know, even Denard Robinson. He he didn't do anything to our defense, but they still won. Uh, Taj Boyd, like uh, a couple Tech guys from here. Anyone who ever went to Georgia Tech, it's just been brutal. Ian Book, um, being able to contain a mobile quarterback who is an athlete co- playing quarterback is a huge challenge for our defense, no matter who we have. Um, you know, lining up on the other side with this game or uh, this opponent. I mean, this is the most elusive and electric player we will probably face in all of 2019. He is uh, very talented. Um, He actually was their punt returner last year. He had two punt returns for touchdowns in 2018, which is kind of wild. You know, he can catch the ball if they, you know, line up someone out, someone else out of the wildcat. And the fact that we have an entire month to to prepare for this is very important. Having coach turnover is not good, but having the extra uh, time to prepare is uh, imperative for our defense. Completely agree with that. Um, There's a lot at stake here, and I think what's really interesting as well is um, Virginia Tech has gone into the um, trickeration bag a lot uh, in bowl games, whether it be fake punts, um, trick plays on offense, and Kentucky gets really creative on offense as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what those two coaches um, draw up there. Um, so very interesting, intriguing matchup from that standpoint. I'm going to go ahead and talk about Kentucky's defense a little bit. Kentucky's defense kind of gets overshadowed by Lynn Bowden. Uh, Kentucky's defense is extremely stout. They are the number one passing defense in the SEC. Um, very impressive. Uh, and 12th in the FBS in points surrendered. So we take all this information. What are the keys to this game going to be moving forward? I think on defense, being gap sound is going to be crucial. Uh, A lot of times in the game against Louisville that Kentucky played against, the running backs had an incredible game because the entire defense was overcompensating for Bowden. Rightfully so, Bowden's incredible. But you have to trust one another. I think Virginia Tech has become a much better tackling team, and that's going to be another key component to 
being able to win this game and slow down Bowden is he's too fast. He's too elusive. We can't be missing tackles. If you're going to be gap sound, you have to have whoever's the filler make the tackle in the hole so that you don't overcompensate. So tackling and I think being gap sound is going to be the most important things on defense. Um, Winning the special teams battle. Everybody likes to say that the SEC has the most athletes and the most talent on the football field. Got to find a way to win that or not get burned on special teams too much and just on offense I think establishing the run is huge again going against a big SEC opponent but Louisville rushed for 209 yards against uh, Kentucky in the season finale so establishing the run don't turn over the ball be gap sound make good tackles I think you just have to play a complete football game and all of these terms and all of these keys are kind of what you expect out of an older football team. But this team, uh, Virginia Tech, uh, I'm speaking of, has played a bunch of games together, a bunch of meaningful games together, and this is just the next one. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they step up to the plate, how they prepared, and um, what we can do. So Pat, a lot of information here to break down, a lot of stuff going on. Um, what else do you have just kind of in terms of Kentucky? Great defense. Underrated defense, explosive offense, explosive player on offense. What else is going on with the Wildcats? Bill, another hidden storyline here in this game of the Belch Bowl is the Battle of the Aussie Punters. Everyone knows that uh, Miami's punter, the scary-looking guy, uh, Lewis, he was Australian and uh, pretty old. Well, we got another one of those. Max Duffy from Australia, 26 years old. Definitely a friend of the Brad Nation legend, Oscar B. Max Duffy stole the Ray Guy Award from Oscar. He, he, he just stole it. I know his numbers are really impressive. 47 punts, 48.6 uh, yards per punt, which is very impressive. But uh, I think in a game where the teams are so evenly matched, uh, field position is going to be very important, and we're going to see which punter really is the best Aussie punter in all the land here uh, on the 31st. Pat, a big special teams guy, but also a big ball security guy. Talk to me about Kentucky's ball security. So this team really likes to put the ball on the carpet. They have fumbled it 21 times this year. If you were to tell me that Tech would fumble 21 times in a season, I would about just freak out because that's a lot of uh, ineptitude on the ball security. You know, you got to get Shane Beamer out there, the the boxing glove on a stick out in your next practice here, uh, Wildcats. So out of those 21 fumbles, they lost it 11 times. So they've gotten lucky 10 times. They've fallen on it 10 times. Um, definitely turnover prone. Our guys have got to get hats on balls, hats on helmets, whatever. <laughs> Hit them hard. Force fumbles. Because these guys really don't handle uh, handle the ball very well. Uh, in addition to that, just uh, kind of what Bill alluded to, but we really have to avoid giving up chunk plays on defense. And we have been very good at that this year. Uh, if you compare this year to last year as far as chunk yardage, uh, we've been great. But this is where mobile quarterbacks really thrive. When you don't, when you're not expecting it, broken plays, uh, you know, rollouts that end up being screen passes that go for 40 yards, um, you know, stuff like that. A fun fact, or not, not a fun fact, but a fact nonetheless, is uh, the Kentucky Wildcats have completed 122 passes out of 244 attempts. That is good for exactly 50%. So uh, you, you flip a coin, 
it's going to be a complete pass or an incomplete pass here, maybe even an interception. But um, that's where we really need to uh, limit these chunk plays because uh, you know if Lynn Bowden isn't running, uh, you know he might be completing a broken play, uh, you know like a screen pass or a tight end screen. Um, so we got to watch out for that. But yeah, it should be a, it should be a evenly matched contest, and uh, I'm excited. Bill, you're going, aren't you? I'm on the fence about going. I think uh, I booked a one-way flight home, so I'm still I'm still considering. I would like to go. I'd say I'm probably sitting at like a nice 75% going right now. So we'll see. Um, you'll see on the Twitter sphere if I'm there or if I'm not. So uh, just stay stay tuned with the Schmurda uh, with the Schmurda timeline. Uh, you'll be able to find it out. Um, some non-footballery here. Um, first of all, Pat, talk to me about. Um, Talk to me about where good people go. There's this place that good people go. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, you might think they're good people. I think they're good friends, man. Sharky's Blacksburg on Main Street. Ever been? I have been. I have. Aren't they? uh, They're good friends of ours. We love Sharky's. Uh, So we we go to Sharky's. They're the the official restaurante of the Suns. Go to Sharky's... Roll in there on a Sunday, get your wing buffet, uh, hop in there. You know, uh, we, we love the trivia on Tuesdays. We love bingo on Wednesdays. If you've never been to Sharky's Bingo, get in there, try it out. You know, get out of your comfort zone, try a new thing, and, and try something new on the menu, too. I, I was raving about the corn dog nuggets uh, last week. Bill, what, what are you raving about this week? I, this just reminds me of something. If, if, if you've had too many Long Islands or if you've had too many uh guinnesses or car bombs something stupid that i used to do with my with 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 my buddies here on bingo night is we would polka dot our um our face and tongues with the uh toxic i'm sure markers for bingo (laughs) night so definitely avoid that uh we don't like or promote anything along those lines i was just a stupid kid i didn't know any better so that's the one thing that I'm reminded of. But hey, I was having too much fun. That's the thing. You create a fun environment, people do stupid stuff. Avoid the stupidity, just have a good time. That's all we're looking for. <laughs> we're good friends, go. Get your Cali- <laughs> we're going we're gonna to plug the California burger again here because Grayson could not make this episode. He's hanging out with the family. You, know, you, you come from the West Coast to the East Coast, you got a lot of people to see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I come up to New Jersey all the time. Oh, yeah, Pat's here again. Oh, yeah, we don't have to see him. Grayson, you got to see Grayson. You got to make time for, for Big Baby Gray, GW. So uh, shout out to California Burgers. Shout out to the California Chicken Sandwich. Shout out to the, the Grayson Wimbish and the Wimbish family and all the families. But, uh, Bill, we do, have, uh, we do have some more non-footballery here. We talk absolutely to me about, uh, do. Talk we, to me about some wrestling. Give me a wrestling update. Give you a wrestling update. Ty Walls and Makai Lewis, good job by you. Qualified for Olympic trials in Japan in 2020. Absolutely incredible job. Um, some more great news from the wrestling team. Um, so absolutely have to give our shout-outs. We are pulling for you guys. Great job. Um, Miss America. Shout out to Camille Schreier. She's a hokey. Now at VCU Pharmacy, her talent was stem cell research and was on the Today Show with Hoda, Hoda, Hoda. Two great, great Virginia Tech hokies. So shout out to them as well. Navy, we shouted them out last week, but Jackson ran in here and grabbed some pizza and Nilla wafers for lunch and said, can I get a shout out on the podcast? 
So uh, shout out to Navy and Jackson's um, healthy and balanced lunch, uh, for sure. Um, and then uh, Phil Steele rated Caleb Farley and Rook Ashby on his All-America team. Good job by you, Phil. Um, excellent ratery, uh, appropriate ratery. Good job. Um, are we ready to dive into the lunch pail here? Well, hang on. We got we got to we got to You're trying to get out of the pool. I'm trying to stay in the pool. I'm staying dived in right oh, now. Dove. 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 <laughs> on the wrestling. We got we got to talk about wrestling and Mike Young too cuz listen, we'll start with Mike Young first. Mm-hmm. The VMI game on Saturday, if you if you watched it was a little uh, it was a little challenging to watch here. Because uh, we started out like a one one of eleven from the field. I don't think we scored a field goal until like thirteen or twelve minutes left in the game. It was it was what one might call brutal, very sluggish play from the starters. And then Mike fired up the uh, the bench guys and got them in. Jalen Cohn and Isaiah Wilkins kind of uh, lit a fire under the rest of the team here. Hunter Couture had a great game. Ojiako is coming along nicely as well. Um, but man. From watching these guys shoot three-point baskets early in that first half, it was just like clank, 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 brick. It was uh, it was a sight to see. But you know, it's the holidays. These guys got Santa coming. They're you know, I can see the focus getting away a little bit. They just finished finals. You know, they just want to go home. Um, so I get it. We got Maryland Eastern Shore coming up, and then the tilt really begins. You know, no more Mr. Nice Hokie. No. UVA on January 4th. Uh, I'm thinking of making the drive down to Charlottesville. I don't know. We'll see. UVA did lose last night 70-59 to to the South Carolina Gamecocks um, at home, by the way. They had like a 20-plus streak of uh, non-conference wins, and uh, they finally uh, had that one broken. So shout-out to Frank Martin and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Love Frank Martin. Love Frank Martin. But yeah, uh, back to wrestling. We uh, closed out the calendar year, the 2019 year, with a, uh, a shellacking of the Chattanooga Mocs uh, at Castle Coliseum. We beat them 29-3 to on Saturday night. Uh, right after the basketball game. So so that was nice. And uh, our next match is against the 24-ranked Central Michigan Chippewas on January 3rd. So we got chip, the Chips on the 3rd and the Who's on the 4th. A lot of big things happen happening here. Uh, but, you know, things are cooling down as well, um, you know, between Christmas and the New Year's. So, uh, yeah. Now let's get into letters from the lunch bill. Andy Bird. Can we enjoy a morning beer together at the Hokie tailgate before the game? Andy Bird. Um, yeah, we can enjoy a morning beer at the game. Uh, if I am there, I will be looking to – I will be making the ride dolo, so looking to link up with all of um, the Hokies at the game. Really looking forward to it. Expecting a good turnout, honestly. It's in Charlotte. Pack up your bags. Pack up the Toyota Sonata, the Hyundai Ultima, whatever they're called. Just pack it up, head on down, enjoy some football. Tickets are like $24 online at SeatGeek. Um, so check that out as well. Question number two. Favorite memory in Lane Stadium as a student? Shout out to Grant Watson for the question. Pat, hit me with your favorite memories. I got a couple. I got a couple on my Mount Rushmore of uh, best you know games in Lane as a student. 
Gotta say, I loved the Ohio State first half. I know we lost the game, but there was I, I felt so great at halftime of that game. Just like let's just let's just win these next thirty minutes. We were up seventeen fourteen at half. Uh, we had a phenomenal touchdown from Michael Brewer to, uh, to Sam Rogers on the wheel route, and then we did the the Ryan. We like to call it the Ryan Malik play. The Malik special uh, favorite Malik play in special roll out to your right. Malik uh, is lines up on the right side of the line, kind of fakes that guy as he's being a blocker, and then just shows up uh, unguarded on the left side. Um, that was awesome. Enter Salmon and the pregame hype for the 2015 Ohio State game was unmatched. Um, 2016 Miami game was a show. That was an awesome experience. 2013 Marshall game, three OTs in the rain, uh, was a thrill. Um, other than that, the Gerard Evans ECU game when he just balled out was awesome. Um, but I, I think I would put the uh, I would as far as like rate the best game Miami 2016 is uh, is at the top of that list absolutely I'm gonna go with the 2016 Miami game as mine um it was just fun beating the hell out of Miami but I got Pat let me uh let's take a step back here Pat is a humble man Pat is a man who loves his football but Pat left out that in lane stadium the very stadium we were talking about he was not only voted homecoming king but also spoke to the graduating class in the year of 2017, was it, Patrick? Yeah, it was. 2017. It rained harder than it has ever rained at Lane Stadium on that day. We uh, had quite a, uh, a wet experience at graduation. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was a real fun time. Absolutely. Pat, man, a few uh, of, 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 uh, of many words, but not a lot of words about himself. So Pat had to, had to throw the dog a bone there as well. Great job. Was the spotlight in, on talent in Lane Stadium. Uh, so good job by you, Mr. Patrick. Yeah, go check it out. It's on YouTube. We got uh, before and after uh, Cheryl Sandberg. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a miserable day weather-wise, but a fun day nonetheless, celebrating with all my, uh, my classmates there, Class 17. For sure. Beth Barnes, another great question. She has been on a roll outside of the New Year's Six. New Year's Six. If there were no conference tie-ins or tiers on remaining bowls, what are the top three bowls you'd like to travel to see the Hokies play? Okay. Number one, Sugar Bowl. I've never been to the Sugar Bowl. I know we've made it three times in my lifetime. Four times. 95, 99, 2004. Or I guess 2005, and uh, after the 2011 season, Sugar Bowl's got to be number one. Bourbon Street, so much you know, festive, fun football spirit in New Orleans. That's awesome. Uh, I really want to go to the formerly known as the Chick Fil A Bowl, now the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. I've been to that one, but I have not been to this new rocket ship stadium that everyone's talking about that the falcons play at and atlanta united shout out mls uh shout out charlotte getting a new mls team by the way on the subject um rose bowl gotta have the rose bowl up there shout out grayson the tostitos or i guess now it's the playstation fiesta bowl mm. has always been uh yeah, at the top of my list but of course our tie-ins really don't give us much much there that would be an awesome game to play in i feel like uh, there's a lot of just cool stuff going out there in scottsdale or phoenix or wherever that is and then uh 
this is definitely biased and you know I, I don't really ever want to root for us to play in this game but i think it would be cool to see tech play in the pinstripe bowl ah, even though it's, there we go yeah you know close close to home play a big 10 opponent you know uh but yeah, what about you, Bill? What are you thinking? So I went kind of, uh, I did I did a little weird. I, pick, I picked to go with some of the lower tiers at cool places. So we'll kick this off with the Hawaii Bowl. Love to go to Hawaii. That'd be really cool. So I picked Hawaii. The Holiday Bowl in San Diego, uh, San Diego State College's Stadium. San Diego is, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, would love to go watch the Hokies play in San Diego. I had the Pinstripe Bowl on the list as well. Didn't want to go there as uh, as a player. I wanted to experience different things. But it would be really cool if during the holiday season we'd be home, uh, go on, check the Hokies out in Yankee Stadium. And then since you picked that one, I did a quick audible here. I'd love to play in the Music City Bowl. I absolutely love Nashville. Uh, rumor has it is the Hokies were actually slated to go to the Music City Bowl. Last minute change to the Belk Bowl. But hey, we love the Belk Bowl too. Not, nothing wrong with the Belk Bowl. Then you have your Bahamas Bowl and these other ones. As long as like, as long as the the sponsor is not hilarious, um, then I wouldn't really mind going anywhere. Like Gasparilla, I don't love that. Bad Boy Mower, don't love that. Um, you know, let's make sure the Tony, sponsor, Tony, the tiger, bro. Tony, the tiger bowl. I mean, just the red box bowl. Like, can we, like the bowl committee needs to do a better job of picking like really cool brands. Um, maybe that's just a stupid argument, but it's how I feel. Um, but great question, Beth, uh, two for two in two weeks on the questions from the lunch pail, letters from the lunch pail. And one of our favorites, another one of our favorites, God, back to back from some of our favorites predictions for the remaining coaching Slots. I'm gonna be honest with John, Mr. Cran. Love the Cran Cam. Love the uh, engagement on social media. I really, I, I just don't know. Uh, I know that we have to fill a defensive back uh, backfield slot. Um, I'm curious to see if we go two defensive line coaches. If we do a defensive tackles coach, uh, or we if we specialize in that position. But I, I, I'd be lying to you if I had some names here. I don't know who I would. Uh, who I'd want to go with. Pat, do you have any names that stick out to you? A rumor that was going around for the first part of December was Robert Prunty. He's the head coach at Hampton. And um, he is a former recruiter of the year uh, when he was at Texas Tech. But I have heard those rumors kind of fizzle out. And then uh, as far as, you know, for defensive backs, I've hear, I'm hearing things about Pearson Prelo, but like, you know, that also, we don't know. I, I know we are very far down the line with the staff hirings. I'm not sure what's going on with like not announcing them yet, but um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out right after the bowl game. I feel like it's it's too late now to to announce it before the bowl game, and you know, practice is all done, uh, you know, in Blacksburg. So you got to figure we'll just hear you know January first. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. Everybody, it's been a blast. Grayson, we have missed you today. Um, shout out to the team. They got to go home today uh, or yesterday for uh, Christmas, spend some time with their families before the bowl game, and then meet back in Charlotte. So hopefully they're enjoying their time. Hopefully you're enjoying yours. Pat, any shout outs or final uh, final things here? Yeah, got to give, uh, give some shout outs here. Shout out to the family. Always making Christmas time really special. 
And uh, shout out to all the Hokies who are making the trip down to Charlotte. Uh, I, I would be going. We're going on a little family vacation, uh, so we will not be attending the bowl game this year. Kind of bummed about it, but um, you know, I'll save some money, go to the game next year. You know, uh, when we're in the college football playoff. Classic Pat. Classic Pat. Uh, but yeah, Bill, <laughs> what shout outs do you have here? Not too many shout outs. Same shout out to the family. Love being home. Shout out Bergen County. Uh, really excited about that. Like I said, going to see J-Rob play against the New York Knickerbockers. Um, so really fired up about that. And um, just really looking forward to spending the holidays with the family, unwinding a little bit, um, and then attacking 2020 uh, after that. We will not be speaking to you. Uh, well, we will over the social media platforms. But you will not be hearing our wonderful voices over the over the podcast waves until 2020 after the bowl game so uh we will miss you it's been a great 2019 for the sons and the fathers and the uncles and the daughters and the and the wives or whoever of saturday uh we love you it has been a great year we look forward to bringing some awesome content moving forward and we look forward to your awesome comments questions letters everything else so we got some great things in the works looking forward to it everybody have a wonderful holiday christmas hanukkah whatever you got going on and we'll talk to you at the beginning of 2020.